0: Welcome to the British Continental Podcast, brought to you by Continental. Continental have been supporters of the domestic road scene for over 25 years. The go-to tyre brand for elite riders, from the off-camber cobbled corners of the Durham Tour Series to the farm tracks of the Cycle Classic. Hello and welcome to episode two of our Tour of Britain Diaries. In today's show, we are once again joined by Canyon DHB Sun God rider Rory Townsend, Ribble Weld Type Pro Cycling DS Colin Sturgis and Swift Carbon Pro Cycling's Andy Turner. Our roving reporter within the Canyon DHB Sun God team, Ollie Gray from Hunt Bike Wheels, once again speaks with serial jersey bagger Jacob Scott and he also chats with Thomas Maine, who suffered a heavy fall today. And from inside the Great Britain team camp, we hear from Ethan Verner, who was 8th today. Look out too for our interview with Andy's teammate Alex Peters, which should be up on our website by the time you hear this. Today was a fantastic day of racing in the Devon sunshine. The stage began with the usual battle to establish a breakaway, and when one did go, it was once again five riders who escaped up the road. The lucky five were Robin Carpenter of Rally Cycling, Nicholas Sessler of Global Six Cycling, Will Bjergveldt, the oldest rider in the peloton from Andy's team Swift Carbon Pro Cycling, Leon Mazone from St Piran, as well as the leader of the Skoda King of the Mountains and Iceberg Sprints competition, Jacob Scott. Mazone and then Bjergveldt were distance on the climb of Rundlestone above Tavistock, with Sesler the next to go before Carpenter shed Scott on one of the numerous small climbs littering the stage. At this point Carpenter had a lead of around four minutes with 25 kilometers remaining, and he took full advantage of his, well, advantage to take a superb solo win in Exeter. He finished 33 seconds ahead of a much-reduced peloton, which was led in by British duo Ethan Hayter from Ineos Grenadiers and Alex Peters, also of Swift Carbon Pro Cycling. Our diarist Rory Townsend was also in the top 10, finishing 6th, with Ethan Vernon taking 8th. Carpenter now leads the race by 22 seconds, ahead of yesterday's stage winner Van Aert, and 26 seconds in front of Hayter. Peters moves up to fifth overall thanks to the bonus seconds he got on the line, with Townsend, James Shaw from Rebel well type Pro Cycling, Bob Donaldson of Great Britain, Connor Swift of Arkea Samsic, and Mark Donovan from Team DSM among an 11-rider group just 32 seconds back. The race moves to Wales for Stage Three tomorrow as the 18 teams face an 182 kilometer team time trial in Carmarthenshire. With the race summary done, Now let's move on to our diaries. We start once again with Colin Sturgis, who offers us frank and thoughtful insight on Ribble Well Type Pro Cycling's day.
1: Hi, this is Colin Sturgis, DS for Ribble Well Type Pro Cycling, uh, and this is my stage two debrief diary, whatever you want to call it. Um, Just driving back along the, uh, where are we? M4? M4, I've uh, just been over the bridge, um, we're heading into South Wales, Cardiff, Newport to pick up some skin suits from uh, one of our sponsor, Hoob, and then on to the race hotel at Swansea, so um, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about our day out uh, on stage two, uh, which was a, uh, a pretty good um pretty good day out around Devon uh seeing all the wonderful sights um and uh racing over Dartmoor which I have done and can attest to being pretty grim at the best of times but it was absolutely glorious today sunshine light winds heaps of crowds just absolutely fantastic racing day out there um how did Ribble Welltight do um absolutely to plan um, everything went well we had James and Gibbo in uh, in the final selection uh, the guys got James and Gibbo nicely positioned and protected uh, and then just slid into a smaller group uh, and finished a, a fair chunk down but that's fine, you know, the idea was for them to do that, to save the legs once they'd done the job, um, leading into tomorrow's time trial so, yeah, I'm, I am satisfied yeah, it would be nice to, uh, you know roll something in the sprint with maddie or or even james you know he's sprinting really well another uh another 11th place today just outside that top 10 but um yeah ultimately uh i'm happy with way the ride. you know the riders road and i'm happy with the guy sticking to the plan really it's quite easy sometimes when you see some of your competitors like swift carbon and um, particularly canyon um, you know, Saint Peran sliding into a move. You, you sometimes think, "Ah, oh, we should be there. We should be there." You know, oh, I might just push the plan to one side for the day. You can do that, but then it bites you in the ass the next day. So, you know, I'm really pleased with the guys for not get, not falling into that trap. We've had this long term plan now uh, for the TTT. I know I keep saying it every uh, every little diary I do, but you know, tomorrow's crunch day. So, you know, basically. Dan and the boys are on the camper van over to Swansea now and they should be talking about, you know, what what equipment we're going to use, what wheels, what pressures in the tyres, formations, etc, etc. And then obviously tonight in the team meeting when we get to the hotel, we'll just uh, dot the I's and cross the T's, uh, work out timings and um, yeah, we'll go from there. So, for those that don't know, the TTT is run in uh, reverse order of team general classification. So, the first team off at 13.05 is St. Paran, and then we have Swift Carbon, and we are third team off at 13.15 tomorrow, so check into ITV4 and watch us. 13.15 is Ribble site. Uh, we're chased by Global 6 uh, Kiwi team, so um, should be exciting racing. Um, obviously, we'll check the um, check the weather again in the morning. Do all that, crunch the numbers again first thing. Um, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's tomorrow. Back to today a bit. Um, you know, spoke to James afterwards, and uh, he felt good. Gibbo felt good. Uh, it looked really excellent. About twenty k's to go. Came back for the last bottle. Um, absolutely smashed it getting back on, which was great to see. He said he felt good. So, you know, that's promising for uh later stages in particular, you know, coming up uh stage 5 is is something he wants to target, so that's fantastic. Um but yeah, I'm um I'm hopeful that uh you know, things are things are going to plan. Uh I think it's been good racing so far. There's no lingering damage from any of the crashes, which is good. Dan's ankle wasn't great, but that's um, something we can ice tonight, and uh, just keep going. Uh, we're passing a couple of team cars, stopped on the uh, on the bridge. Uh, let's hope they haven't lost a bike on the way. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, uh, as I say, you know, is all good. Uh, we were unfortunately up until uh, the late night last night uh, fixing bikes and just you know sorting out the issues from the crashes. But it didn't seem to affect anything today which is fantastic so yeah I think that's me uh, creeping over the five minutes here and we're creeping into Wales so I think I'll sign off and uh, check back in after the TT stage tomorrow so yep all the very best and um, yeah give us a shout on ITV4 or if you're at the roadside give us a shout that a bit of a, a bit of a holler would be good thanks and uh see you all later
0: next up is rory townsend who backed up yesterday's fifth place with a sixth today not bad for someone who's targeting stage placings
1: so yeah today
2: was um definitely like no ordinary day um we knew to be uh, aware of things going through going into dartmouth um and didn't quite expect it to go as hard as it as it maybe did but um yeah, thankfully we were kind of ready for that. Um and then the race, you know, was knocked off again. Um so yeah, and then we it was it was actually a fairly relaxed race up until the sprint point in Tavistock, where obviously we need we were sort of all getting in position to uh hit the climb in a good place. Um and we had like a nice place on the left-hand side of the bunch, um, sheltered from the wind that was coming from the right. Um and yeah certainly the first the first uh climb the the longest one of the day that was that was definitely tough um and I was sort of close to my limit on that, but yeah thankfully um myself, Ryan and Max made it over in in pretty good shape and um once we came off the moors, it was actually a really really tough run in um to Exeter. I found the climbs on the way in really really hard um so I was struggling a bit um but yeah, once, once I got over there, I was you know, pretty keen to get involved for the finish. So Ryan positioned me like really, really well. We were right up. Um, we were on the left-hand side again and um, feeding off the other trains and in a pretty good spot. And when it came down to it, um, I was in like third or fourth wheel and just got jinked a little bit coming into the sprint and then decided to open up from there. And really, I probably should have just... Um, feel back out feel back into the line um, and uh pop my head out towards the end and I think I probably could have got um, <coughs> the podium i 've been looking for, so that 's the only slight disappointment of today, but of course like when i look when I look at it, it still feels like a really good result um, certainly would have taken it at the start of the day um, with regards to the team time trial tomorrow um I think for us it 's just going to be a case of Um, getting through it Uh, as I I mentioned before like we haven't had a load of time to practice on the bikes so um, we're just going to try and make the best of a bad situation I think and uh, limit our losses so yeah I don't expect to be challenging for a GC in this race anyway Um, and that will yeah probably probably end tomorrow Um, any aspirations I would have had about that anyway Um, but yeah plenty more stages to look forward to
0: Ethan Vernon was another rider who placed in the top 10 today, although that result comes with a tinge of disappointment, as he explains here.
3: Uh, describe how the stage went for you. Uh, yeah, it was quite good. It was, uh, well, I got eighth, so it was okay. The um, Israel split the race in half quite early on, um, and we nearly caught the break, so it, it eased off, and the break went right out to seven minutes, so... Um, that was quite hard to bring back and yeah, in the end it never came back. So I think what, what happened early on in the race decided the how how it was going to end that the brake was going to stay away. Um and then yeah, it really ramped up over the moors and it's the group split back again. Um and yeah, it was just a small bunch sprint that contested second place sprint, uh with the with the original rider from the brake staying away to win the stage. So um yeah, it was grippy over it was grippy over the moors, but uh yeah, I just about managed to hang in. Uh so yeah. that's all us to the finale. Uh yeah, it, it was um we came through a town and then um it went to a narrow road and there was a pinch point, a right turn with three K to go. And I was uh I was starting to cramp a bit, so I told I told my teammates to, to ride for themselves and I was just gonna do what I could and in the end, I just followed Alaphilippe and the De Quick Quickstep boys down the left-hand side and, um, yeah, it was, it's not the result we wanted really, you know, we could have got second if I'd have had good legs, but, um, yeah, there were some good things we did and some stuff to work on for Stage 5, which will be our big one, It'll, it's our home stage for us GB lads based in Manchester and... It'll hopefully be a sprint finish in Morrington, which is perfect for us because we got a fast team here. So um yeah, it was just all about learning again today and riding as a team and getting stuff wrong today so that we can hopefully get it right on on stage five. And then tomorrow is team time troll. We haven't had the meeting yet, so we don't know what the plan is. Um I don't know yeah i don't know if it'll be a rest day or we'll be gunning for a result but uh we've got a few strong time charters between us and some fast guys so we could if we go all in we'll we might do all right but yeah we'll just have to see we'll have to see what the uh what matt says says to us in the morning so
0: Whilst Colin, Rory and Ethan can be satisfied with how stage two went, Thomas Maine had a very different experience, coming off badly in a crash early on in the stage. Ollie Gray checked in to see how he was.
4: Tom, uh, looks like, quite obviously, <laughs> from where I was sitting, you suffered a pretty nasty crash today. Uh, can you tell us just a bit more about like, how it actually happened?
5: Uh, well, from what I remember, um, there was two Yumba guys, Right at the front of the Peloton and then a quick step trying to go through the middle and basically hooped bars or something and then so gap just, that wasn't really yeah, pretty there. much gap that was getting close there uh, close as he was going through. Yeah. And then yeah, there was just bodies everywhere. Bikes I mean, you guys are, you you guys were at speed at the time? I think over yeah, over fifty definitely. Okay. Um so there was no there <clears> was, was no way around it. It. And then I was like first person behind the bike that crashed, so then I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. um and then just straight over the top of that and then yeah everyone else on top of me so Jesus. just remember sliding on the floor thinking actually when am i going to stop yeah and that was um, pretty on pretty early on in the stage yeah um, i'm not sure exactly but i think it was maybe f- less than 10k out of the neutral yeah so we was a long way to go 160
4: 165, <laughs>
5: yeah, 165 probably with, um how how i don't know to be honest i went to the team doctor and he gave us like three paracetamol and said oh yeah that's as much as you can have for the race so it's like oh it wore off after like 20 minutes
4: yeah so i mean obviously the first well, you know half an hour maybe a bit longer you've got adrenaline yeah and everything's still moving and it's not quite yeah. was it did it did it just get worse over the stage or did it not um, actually get too bad until didn't it didn't get too bad
5: up. in terms of stiffness because obviously you're just continuously moving but yeah the pain got a lot worse
4: yeah yeah um, yeah.
5: my hand's pretty bad as well so holding on bars was a bit difficult so
4: yeah the uh, everything looks quite deep yeah um what are the extent of the injuries is it all yeah, superficial that seems like much. it's being quite reductive about yeah it. just like...
5: loads of road rash in various places yeah
4: um i you think you'll sleep
5: i feel pretty tired now so i think so yeah yeah yeah
4: cool and ultimately do you think i mean it's hard to tell we've got a teen mm. team time trial tomorrow so it's gonna be like a different position for yeah. you certainly with a bike that you've not had for very long yeah um is it just a case of suck it and see see how you feel in the morning think just Do you take it will
5: be, uh, be able to continue take every day as it comes i think kind of like to get a day 6 as a home finish so
0: it's kind of ah, a, of that's course. kind of a
5: goal to sort of hack through and just so it might see just how far be a far case get. Of just just survive and hide Yeah, i think if i get then. to that then there's two days left so you just sort of put up with it for another two days so. well i think if you yeah. can make it to stage 6 you can put exactly something to so, so just it. focus on that and then yeah
0: see how far i get cool
5: Right. Well, all the best, Thank
0: and you very uh, yeah, much.
4: hope you feel much better in the morning than you
0: do now. Nice one. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Andy Turner also had a challenging day, although that was offset somewhat by the stellar performances of his teammates Will Bielgfeld and Alex Peters. His dispatch comes amidst the post-stage team scrum.
6: So the stage started. All right, it was a quick with the break trying kind to of get away because it was quite a wide road. So every time something went, someone tried to go again, and Jumbo would shut that down then there was quite a big crash so guys like cab were taken down and the break finally went and we slowed down quite a bit and yeah then i think it was the first second category climb things went up in pace a bit i got stuck in the big ring and was trying to get out of that on the steep climb and yeah i ended up being distanced but um just took it steady caught a group and then we worked and got back in um highlights wise it just well, staying upright to be honest, um, for me personally. In terms of the team, obviously, we had Bergie up the front in the break for the whole day, and then Alex with an absolute storm of a ride becoming a bunch sprinter. How did you feel about today, Alex? Makes
0: um, it easier. Yeah, I'll be for setting off what's good, I think.
6: And that's all we'll get out of him. He's very happy. Guys, right? um, I'm ready
4: to go. Uh,
6: in the car when everybody and yeah. uh, that's me being told by the team manager we are going to have to go but um yeah it was a tough stage legs are feeling a bit go? from the up and down up and down yeah. up and down constantly but team time trial not too long an effort we've got strong guys on the flats we can really push that and i think it's getting alex not to drop all of us on the climb will be the thing in terms of um like keeping him up on the gc Yeah, we're going to look after him, see how he goes. He's having fun, so that's when he's his most dangerous for everyone else. So, yeah, on to the team time trial and the rest of it.
0: Finally, we just had to ask Ollie Gray to speak to Jacob Scott again after yet another strong day in the break. And despite catching up with him very late in the day, Jacob was as expansive as ever.
4: We saw on the TV, early doors, few attempts, and you you, you seemed pretty... pretty determined to get into the break today uh despite saying you were 50-50 last night so uh was that the case were you just um did you just were you chomping it bit
7: yeah but it was kind of similar to yesterday actually max went up the road at um one point i thought that might stick and then it kicked off again and i was like right and then i just kind of tried to keep myself at the front and there was i was in actually a couple before the one that that we're stuck if you will and um yeah the one the one that eventually stuck i was kind of sat in the front of the peloton and i looked looked to the side where i was like there's the right rides here to shut the road down so i thought right i'm going to jump across and you know if not then this is probably my last effort (laughs) um but no i got there and i could see they were shutting down the road and the gap went out real quickly so i was like right it's pretty
4: I remember I remember watching that on the T V and thinking probably about that same moment, I was like, If this one doesn't go, yeah. not, there's no way. Yeah, that's it's it now. It's good, good. So it was good four or that... five like, wax, wasn't it? Yeah.
7: Um but no, that was all good and then uh some some lovely scenery along the road as well actually like, did you some...
4: get the time to see it we also yeah TV, yeah like, like yeah and stuff yeah
7: I think was that's like... probably why the gap came down so quickly to be honest when uh Israel <laughs> <Starnation> <laughs> decided to whack it you know we're, we're too busy looking at all the small roads and yeah. all the ports um but no it was uh yeah that was that was only the real the real yeah. worry of the day when that happened you know we didn't know what was gonna happen there, yeah
4: but... in terms of in the break itself um, Robin Carpenter seemed to get the better of you on the sort of earlier sprints. Were you, you know, were you happy enough picking up second place? Um, yeah,
7: I mean, I, I'd work, it, I worked it out in my head that basically, you know, with the six points from yesterday, and no one in the breakaway, being in the breakaway yesterday, I was like right, I need to score these amount of points. But I thought, to be honest, I was like, if I get three straight away, then I really don't have to worry about the other two sprints. But it didn't quite plan out like that um so i swept up two two and two and to be fair it probably worked out a bit better
4: yeah yeah for sure and then obviously on the other hand the the comms were pretty uncontested so yeah i think
7: i think the the first one i kicked off quite early for it um which was the plan i was like I real i really want to see if anybody does actually want to contest it in this group um i think robin carpenter he's tried going again but i went yeah i went quite deep for that one i spotted the flags actually and i went for the flags right and, yep. s- and it turns out now that Scodra or oh, to Britain have put flags like net 20 25 meters in front of the line so i, I sat up at the flag and then realized that the, the line was further on i
4: think i saw that actually yeah. i didn't wonder what that was
7: yeah and there was another one on the uh second or third km Scord had like um i don't know they were obviously shooting cars like halfway up the climb or yeah, something yeah and i thought oh this is coming around quick and it turns out, yeah, it was just a car stand or, like, a, oh. a media thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good job
4: that they were, they were uncontested then. Yeah. yeah, there was a little yeah. Bit well, I mean, yeah. where they
7: were, you sort of was able to roll over them. Yeah, I think, to be honest, we got to a point where it was like, right, we need to start thinking about the stage now.
4: Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, as, as the comms were uncontested, obviously, a lot of the... A lot of the like thought processes around all the sort of the sprints and the comms. Once you stop that, I guess you do start thinking yeah. about the stage and I mean, where the gap was was quite
7: big. Like, yeah. How? When did you start to think that it might? To be honest, before, stick? before the third kom, I thought I was thinking a bit in my head. I thought you know if it goes hard even over these these next two climbs, it's going to have to go really hard and it's going to be reduced anyway. So even if I say even if I just tapped around, and was like I'm going to be in a reduced group. Yeah. Um, but I'd started to thought about it before the first sprint because I didn't really contest that. So I rolled over that one and then kind of... I won't say we rolled over the KOMs because, you know, we made it hard enough so there were, only ended up being three of us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I rolled over the line, the KOM points. Um, and then, yeah, obviously from there it was a bit like, right... And I was feeling good, right, up until um, when we dropped the uh, the Global Six lad that was with us, I, I jumped across to to the rally lad on the um on a little dig and I thought oh I've got mega legs here like today's yeah. gonna be the day and then yeah a few later it was like
5: oof
4: yeah that obviously the break went from five to four and then quite quickly to three Then yeah. it stayed that way and then yeah. wasn't sure if the Global Six guy had had a mechanical he looked at his bike when he went off yeah um so then it was just the two of you and it I mean clearly Carpenter was on
7: oh
3: was, a
4: yeah. really strong day. yeah he like, said he was day pulling, day, pulling, yeah. pulling through yeah. like, quite ter- hard just
7: the turns that he was doing in general and the yeah and the bunch was like
4: yeah <laughs> so <laughs> got there. do you put that do you put that more down to yesterday obviously that's your second day in the break as well though like he didn't yeah. have to do that yesterday i mean i don't
7: know there's no, there's no excuses now we're, we're we're in the second day of a of a tour and i don't know how hard it was in the peloton or how easy it was yesterday but you know it's um you probably have to do... The way I look at it is I do my harder efforts in the beginning, if you will. So I have that 15 minutes of going for the breakaway or something.
5: Mm. Whereas
7: if you think about it, if you're going for a bun sprint, you know, think like the mess or carnage yesterday probably started from 30k out. You know, it's it's a long way to keep... Yeah, to keep. Yeah, it, well, intensity all floating around, you know, trying to move up. You know, you yeah. can still make a lot of efforts doing that way. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's no, you know, harder... Uh, I honestly thought at one point, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is my day. And then, yeah, we went up one of the climbs. And I just thought, I just started feeling twitching. And I was like, mm, this isn't good. <laughs> and yeah, it was, uh, so yeah, a bit yeah. disappointed from that point of view. But. Uh,
4: day off tomorrow? It's day off, yeah, we wish.
7: Um, <laughs> you no, know, I, I mean, f- there's other teams going to want to ride hard, isn't there? And, well, obviously, they're, they're fighting for GC, you know, where I don't think, you know, people look at it as. As if you can have an easy day out but it's not going to be like that cause, you know you're still going to make a time cut at the end of the day yeah and you know that's not for that's not for me to calculate if you will you know someone will be able to calculate right the, someone's probably going to do this time you need to be in without mm-hmm. within this time but you've still got to ride to that time and you? Yeah, you know you can't you so can't quite as much of yeah. day off
4: as everybody yeah suggests exactly it
7: might be. yeah but i mean at the end of the day it's shorter and it it's probably mm-hmm. just like fighting for a breakaway at the end of yeah. day. so
4: and then, just in terms of looking ahead for the rest of the race, um, are you pretty much in the same boat that you were last night? Are you still looking to make sure that you have the option to defend both yeah, I mean, for as long as possible? Or does does the com now look like the one that you shoot I mean, for?
7: The comm's looking cool and groovy, if you will. Um, the sprints today, I was like, you know, I can definitely... 'Cause they came earlier I was like, right, if I nail that I can stand on the podium hundred percent today. I was a bit like if we come back and say Nick Dlamini took the next two KOMs, I thought, you know, then we're gonna be we're gonna be out of the KOM, but you know, obviously it didn't happen like that and I didn't think it would happen like that, but you never know. Um but yeah, looking forward to the rest of the race, I think, you know, there's still some still some lumpy days to come. But I think it'll be It'll, it'll work nearly in the same way with the sprints that if I get up the road for the uh, for the KOM but you know I'll, I'll see where I am in the sprints so who wants to contest them and you know there's people got to catch catch up to me not not the other way around yeah, so exactly.
5: cool all right thanks then, uh, Jake cheers
0: Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a nice review. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at British Conti and on Instagram, we are at the British Continental. And please do visit our website for more interviews, journals, previews and news at thebritishcontinental.co.uk.